0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show on air, online
1: and around the world with the most candid interviews.
0: Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three putted. Well, why'd you three put? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron or three putting for 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole.
1: Taking you beyond
0: the ropes.
2: I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right?
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at though I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. See,
1: now,
2: I take it that's not all just for tonight. <clears throat>
1: Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past.
2: Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer
0: to be? Well, uh, I suppose it just did I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams.
2: Welcome to the program, folks. Tuesday of Masters Week, and we have so much to go through with you today. We're going to talk about odds coming into this Masters and then... We're going to back those odds with some incredible data that Dom has been putting together about each of these top players in terms of current form, in terms of where they stand with all kinds of critical data points so that we can discuss, maybe you can make a decision over who you think what your favorite is for this year's Masters. We have the press conference scheduled to review for you. We have the television and media scheduled to review for you so you know where and how you can get your Masters coverage. It is deep. It is varied. It is definitely wide. We have the wedge giveaway to talk to you guys about as well, which we did this week for the Masters. Just, to, you know, as a celebration, as a thank you, it's this Zipcor wedge from Cleveland. Uh, just follow us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube and you're in the running for this wedge, we'll, we'll send it off to somebody here within the next few days. But we start out with one of our favorite guests here on the Fairways of Life show, one who is very distinctive in terms of what he has done. He's very distinctive in terms of what he says. Uh, Ron Syrak, if you looked up the definition of journalist, especially if you looked up the definition of golf journalist, his picture would be there. Every sense of the word, by every definition... Ron Syrek is that and more. For decades, he's been covering the great game. And from every conceivable angle, he joined the Associated Press in 1980. He attended Franklin and Marshall in his home state of Pennsylvania. He spent a couple of decades at Golf Digest and Golf World collectively. He's written three books along his path. Of course, no doubt you've seen him on Golf Channel. He's been a contributor there now for years with us. He's a past president of the Golf Writers Association of America. His accolades over the years are Frankly, too many to count, but include the LPGA Media Excellence Award, the Lincoln Burden Journalism Award in 2015. Uh, he was a recipient of the very prestigious PGA of America Lifetime Achievement Award in Journalism. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it's like I said, much more than that. Uh, it, and it, Dom told me this morning that Ron had mentioned to him that this is his 31st Masters Tournament, which is crazy. And it's going to be his 175th major championship that he has covered in person. Incredible stuff. He's joining us from Augusta National right now. Ron, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Matt. Is that all by way of trying to say that I'm an old guy?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is the path that you have tread, my friend. And it's been well tread at that very successfully. This Masters 2020 and everything that is the bizarre year of 2020, can you, on this Tuesday morning, describe what it's like at the Masters uh, at Augusta National this year?
0: Well, it was very strange when I pulled into Augusta on Saturday to be driving down Washington Road and not see all the normal signs that you would see here, the roads that were blocked off, the traffic patterns that were being routed around because tens of thousands of, of patrons would be here coming to, uh, onto the property. And, and um, you walk out at a golf course, there are no patrons, there are no grandstands, there are no gallery ropes, uh, it 's very, very bizarre feeling but but in a way you 're experiencing the course uh, in, in a very natural state. Uh, there are sight lines that you 've never seen here before because there 's nothing in the way of 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 your eyes and the beauty of the golf course.
2: Do you believe that those sight lines you just mentioned ron uh, I, and there 's a number of them I can think of in terms of uh, you know fifteen sixteen Uh, 17 to some extent, definitely 18 in terms of what players aim at, in terms of the depth perception, et cetera. Do you think it's going to change the way that players are going to play the course? Is that part of the learning curve in these first few days?
0: I think some of the players who've been here quite a few years probably have had uh, targets, sight lines that were built around um, um, TV towers, grandstands, uh, uh, maybe some of the uh, physical things out there. But Colin Morikawa said yesterday, being a first-timer here, that he liked the fact that, that he could plan his route out better uh, with nothing, with no obstructions out there. He felt that he was experienced in the golf course in a very straightforward way, and he, and he thought that was going to help him. I think for some of those old-timers, it'll be a little bit of adjustment because they probably have had things, targets that they've been aiming at over the years, and they're just going to have to find different targets this week.
2: You talked about the fact that there are no patrons on site this week. How much of an impact do you think that would have maybe with those same veterans that are used to the roars at Augusta National rolling through the trees and and the hills?
0: You know, I think one of the things that we've seen already this year is that, uh, it really varies from player to player. There are some players who need that energy, who need that outside motivation to get the adrenaline flowing. And then there are other players who bring their own, uh, adrenaline to, uh, to the equation and, uh, and can generate it themselves. And so I think, you know, you look at somebody like a Bryson Deschambeau, you know, I think he could play in a closet by himself and still be amped up completely, totally. But, uh, I think Think that you know somebody like Tiger Woods does ride the the uh, the energy of the of the patrons out there. So uh, it's really going to vary from from player to player, and it'll be interesting to see early in the week uh, um, who is most comfortable in this environment. And it's a very different, very very different environment, no question about it. Uh, Different grasses. Uh, This has always been a golf course where hitting the ball long and high has been a good thing. I think it's going to be even more. So this week, the players are already saying that the grass is just a titch longer. The course is playing just a titch slower. And uh, and if we get the rain that's supposed to come in this week, I think it's going to be a very long golf course.
2: All right, let's uh, jump on that subject for a second. We put together a graphic of the weather at Augusta National and. Uh, this is what we're looking at, Ron. I'm sure you can see it on your return yeah. as well. Uh, some rain looks like it might be coming at some significant chance of rain, but the temperatures are higher than what many have feared. What are you What are you hearing on site?
0: Yeah. uh, um, You know, we're supposed to get some uh, a little bit of rain this morning then some this afternoon. And then I think Wednesday and Thursday uh, pretty, pretty much. And then then it becomes sort of, you know, here when we're here in April, you you never know when those thunderstorms are going to come in. What we're getting now is the remnants of the tropical storm that came up through Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, we're we're just going to have to see how that plays out there is no golf course, there is no event that can deal with the weather better than this golf course and this event. You know, the sub-air system under the greens can keep those greens running at, uh, at 13 and a half every day, no matter what the weather conditions are.
2: Ron, when, in your 31 editions of the Masters, when you think of all the prior ones, how? and I realize that the answer to this is probably going to be a vary by player, but I'm going to ask it nonetheless, how much is form coming in important at the Masters? <laughs>
0: You know, it's really funny because I remember being here in 1995 and one of the people who had no form coming in was Ben Crenshaw, <laughs> you know. And and then he comes out and uh, serves as uh, as uh, Harvey Penick's Paul pallbearer on Wednesday, comes back here and wins the golf tournament. I remember I, I wrote that story for the Associated Press and I was thinking – I may never get a better story to write than this. What a magical, magical event this was. Then the next year, we have Thaldo Norman in 96. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm never going to get a better story to write than this. And then the next year, we have Tiger Woods at the age of 21 uh, 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 winning by 12 strokes. And, and every year, when you think this tournament can't outdo itself, it does outdo itself.
2: Speaking of that, uh, the it, it, significant Masters, uh, Lee Elder was, was announced yesterday as as going to be one of the honorary starters starting in the spring, alongside of Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player. From your perspective and everything that you've seen in the world and everything you've seen in the world of sport, how significant a develop is this development is this, and how should we receive this news?
0: You know, I, I was in that interview room when the announcement was made yesterday, and I found it an incredibly moving moment. I, I, I was really touched by it. I was re- touched by it, given the fact of of, of, of look, I've been through, uh, I've been through protests here over the, over no black members. I've been pro- through protests here over no women members. And the leadership role that Augusta National has taken in growing the game of golf over the last 15 or 20 years is really, really remarkable and commendable. And what it's done with uh, creating events like the uh, uh, Asia Pacific Amateur Championship, Latin American Amateur Championship, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, the Drive Chip and Punt Contest, and now doing this with, uh, with Mr. Elder. And to acknowledge that 45 years ago, Uh, he was the first black man to play in the master's tournament and really knock down that barrier was, uh, was, it was, it was a, it was a moving event. It was a historical event, but it was also a great, great, great example of the evolution of this club.
2: Ron, just to give us kind of a glimpse behind the curtain for those of us that are in studio or home or however we're consuming our, our masters, what is it like when you're in that interview room? Are Is it a limited number of people that can go in there? Do they have it spaced out? But what's it physically like for you?
0: Well, everything is very, very different here this year because uh, there is probably, I'm looking around here, I'm going to say there's about one-sixth the media that's normally allowed here. I have where I'm sitting. There are one, two, three empty seats to my right and two empty seats to my left. Uh, That would not be the case. But social distancing is the word here. Same thing in... When you go into the interview room, there were seats that were uh, uh, um, there were only certain seats that had chairs in them where you could sit, and and they've created an environment in there so that everybody is social distance. Uh, uh, Everybody has been uh, they're very, 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 very careful here with 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 masks, with hand sanitizer.
2: Sounds like uh, Ron's feed to us has locked up there, so we'll wait to get reconnected to Ron once again. What I did want to do in the meantime, though, while we're waiting for Ron, is pull up that weather graphic. Uh, once more so that you guys can see what Ron was referring to, because what we haven't mentioned yet is the actual temperatures on this graphic. And as you can see from, if you're watching is on the, the television side, which of course is uh, beta testing on Facebook and on YouTube right now, uh, it's expected to be 80 degrees, right around 80 degrees, right up until Saturday. And then it drops into the lower 70s and bumps back up to the mid 70s uh, on Sunday. Now, Saturday and Sunday, there there is not a huge chance of rain on those days. The best day of all right now looks like Friday. Looks like a high of almost 80 and pretty much sunny. The trouble is going to be on Wednesday and Thursday. And to what Ron Cyrek was just telling us, on Wednesday, that's still an important practice day. Remember, they do not have the par three contest this year. So the players are trying to learn, perhaps, as he put it, the veterans, these new sight lines and all the rest that goes into it. Now, in terms of the press conference schedule today, so you know that who is coming in and, and you now know what it's like for the reporters, Ron, uh, et cetera, in terms of how they're listening to the, the players. Uh, Terrell Hatton will be speaking at 8.30 a.m. this morning, about 17 minutes from now. Shane Lowry is scheduled at 9 a.m. All these times are Eastern time. John Rahm at 9.30 a.m. Bryson DeChambeau is at 10 a.m. this morning. Brooks Kepka at 11 a.m. Justin Thomas at 12.30, Tiger Woods at 1 p.m., Phil Mickelson at 2.30 p.m., Rory McIlroy at 3 p.m., and Dustin Johnson at 4 p.m. That is all today. So Ron Syrak is back with us again. So, uh, Ron, when you look at, and, and I realize this is a wide net to cast, but when you look at 2020 and everything about 2020, whether we're talking social, political, certainly in the world of sport, particularly in the world of golf, everything has been so bizarre, so unlike anything else. I'm curious from your perspective, how will history look back on the golf year that's been 2020?
0: Well, you know, I, I think that golf did, uh, um, uh, it did the best, it, it, it probably did, it did, certainly did the best it could to, to deal with the situation. It, it shut down quickly and uh, it reopened cautiously and i think that the and and it has had uh, look every sport has had uh, its its hiccups along the way every sport has had people who've tested positive and and had i mean this week we've got uh, sergio garcia uh, withdrawing uh, mm-hmm. uh, having tested positive but i i think all things considered uh, it's it's had a very very manageable situation and i think when we look back on it you know, you win a major this year, there's going to be no asterisk. None of that's going to matter. It's just been we've had events played without without spectators. Uh, that was different. We had a, a an interrupted season. That was different. But they've really done. And I think everybody top to bottom on all the tours have done a remarkable job of putting things back together.
2: By the way, if you're watching us, I'm assuming you are, you can see the return on the television side. Do you see the picture that Dom dug up with you? That's your daughter, yeah. right?
0: That's my daughter, yep. Yeah, she's now got two kids of her, of, of her own. <laughs> my, my, my six-year-old grandson, Declan, just started golf lessons. So
2: That's awesome. Could you explain to the world then that might be listening to us on the radio side what that picture is that we're looking at?
0: Oh, that's Rachel. I guess she must have been about two or three years old. And uh, Rachel and I are, uh, uh, I'll tell you one quick story. Rachel was um, uh, seven years old when she lost her mom. Her mom died to cancer. And and for a year and a half, uh, I didn't travel. uh, uh, All of 1990, uh, I didn't go to any tournaments. And then in 91, I started uh, the Masters. 91 Masters was my first tournament back after a year and a half. And and, I, you know, I had to get back to work, and, uh, but I adjusted to being a single parent. My daughter was adjusting to having only one parent. And uh, she was nervous when I went to travel on my first tournament. And I said, don't worry, Rachie, I'm going to be there to, to dance at your wedding. And, uh, and 10 years ago, I was able to keep that, uh, keep that promise to her when, when she got married. Uh, she lives in Los Angeles now, and uh, needless to say, we're very close. That is
2: classic. I'm glad you told us that story, too, because we all really enjoyed that photo, and we had a chance to look at it this morning. So play is going to get underway on Thursday. For all the things that you talked about with the way the golf course is going to be slightly different this year, maybe slowed down a little bit. I'm still waiting to see how that plays itself out, but the weather seems like it would contribute to that uh, philosophy as well. Do you have a sense of uh, someone at the Masters 2020 that would be favored? I, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about having these conversations, but we're compelled to in this time and place with everything as different as it is. Are there certain players that Ron Syrak is looking at going, it seems like it's setting up for?
0: I think it's going to be some Well, first off, you, you always got to putt well here. I mean, so many times the person who wins is the person who who has no three putts or, or very few three putts. But I think somebody who has their A game with the driver, uh, um, somebody like a uh, uh, Rory McIlroy. And look, this has been the year of distance. I mean, I'm going to be curious to see uh how, uh, how, Bryson DeChambeau takes on this golf course. But those, those, those guys who hit the ball a long way, uh, uh, uh McElroy and Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau uh, uh, are people that you gotta think, um, I uh, believe me, Colin Morikawa, uh, just totally blew me away with what he did at the PGA Championship at, at Harding Park and, and, uh, and I was listening to his interview yesterday, and man, you talk about somebody who was way mature for his, for his tender age out there. Uh, I, he's, he's somebody who, who can come in and in his first master's, make some noise here.
2: Ron Syrac, it, when we have a master's in April, the timing of it, the spring, for the majority of the, the country, they're, they're generally coming out of a deep freeze. There is hope. Philosophically, in every way, there is hope. This Masters for you, and I know this is a bit esoteric, but this Masters for you, do you feel a sense of hope?
0: I do, because, uh, uh, you know, normally the Masters kicks off the golf season. This year it's going to end the golf season, and I think it's going to end, you know, it usually kicks it off with hope and dreams for for what's ahead for the year. I think what it's going to do is end it with hopes and dreams for what for what uh, for what next year will bring. When Chairman Ridley announced the the Lee Elder Award yesterday and he talked about uh, uh, Mr. Elder hitting the opening tee shot with Gary Player and and, uh, Jack Nicklaus uh, next year, he used the word hopefully. You know, uh, nothing's a given at this point, and, and hopefully, we'll be back next. The reason that he wanted him to do it next year and not this year is he he wants Mister Elder to have that experience of having the patrons there to watch him do it, to feel the intensity of the moment. But I, I, you know, one thing we've learned from this year is to to make no assumptions, take nothing for granted. But I do think that normally that 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 hope of renewal of this event in the spring is being replaced this year, but that of that hope of something much much better in twenty twenty one than we had in twenty twenty.
2: Ron syrek is one of the great writers. Can you think of a script that is better made for a book than twenty twenty, from the presidential election to the the social unrest? to what took place, as you noted, in the game of golf and in the world of sport, the fact that we had three national championships and three major sports in less than a 30-day period, all of it just combines into, it just seems, I, I, I would ask a question, how many books do you think are going to be written in retrospect on 2020 and all those subjects?
0: Well, this is the longest, we've, this is the longest stretch we've had between Masters since World War II. You know, since there were no masters in 43, 44, 45. But I I don't know, I counted it up yesterday. It's like 578 days or something like that since Tiger slipped on that green jacket after 2019. It's the longest we waited. Normally, the wait that we have was always that wait from first it was the PGA and you waited eight months to the Masters uh, the next year. And, and now it's the Open and you wait until uh, the Masters the next year. But this year, just waiting from Masters to Masters has been uh, seemingly interminable. But uh, and it really didn't occur to me till this morning when I started to prepare for your show and was thinking about it, that there is something very appropriate that this tournament this year is ending the year and not beginning the year. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the event that, 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 that gives us uh, renewal, that gives us that hope for something better ahead. And uh, we need that right now.
2: Yeah, in every way possible. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Where can we see and catch your work this week, Ron?
0: Well, mostly what I'm doing here this week is, is working on the annual, the book that the, the Augusta National Golf Club produces, and, uh, and I'll be writing that. But uh, you can also find my stuff on my website at ronsirac.com.
2: ronsirac.com is where you can catch his work as well. We absolutely are always delighted to have you on the program. It's an honor, my friend. Thank you for the time. and wish you a very, very good week.
0: Thanks for having me, Matt. Always a pleasure. Look forward to talking down the road, my friend. Thank you so much.
2: All right, folks. uh, BioFit 360, I've been telling you about it. A new new member of the Fairways of Life family. Their website is biofit360.com. And on that website, you can find whatever you're looking for that might need a little touch-up what i'm referring to that is are you dealing with pain are you dealing with trouble sleeping Uh, is is the pain that you're dealing with something that maybe one of the cbd balms or creams can work with they have over a thousand medical professionals that have helped them create their product. Uh, Go on to biofit360.com, do your research, do your homework. You are gonna be absolutely amazed at the quality and the vast array of products that they have available to help you be better than you ever have been before. And at BenHoganGolf.com, I have these clubs right behind me. He who etched so much history at Augusta National and the Masters, you can have his name etched into the equipment that you put into your bag, including the new GS53 Max driver, packed with technology, not packed with a high price point because the relationship is direct between you and Ben Hogan Golf. Now, to the question that I was talking to, That's BenHogengolf.com, if I didn't tell you that. The question that I was asking Ron about with current form coming into the Masters. We're going to go down that path. As I alluded to when we first came on the air, Adam has put together some fascinating stats. Nothing short of fascinating in terms of players that you may automatically think are players that are favorites for this Masters. After you hear the information that we have. You may agree with that or you may say, hmm, that does give me pause to think further. We will talk further on the same after these words.
1: If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers and whimsical green complexes from Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland site to the 2019 Open Championship to Ballyliffin, La Hinch and Ballybunyan numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life get started at Ireland.com
2: Footjoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket, for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and plain through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play work off this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses, then, at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. All right, welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday of Masters Week. Uh, Coming up in the show, I will tell you how, when, and where. You can see your master's coverage. We're going to start with Thursday. It's going to be the same for Friday, but we're just going to start with round one because it is deep. So, too, is the technology that's in this wedge from Cleveland. I'm giving this wedge away to one of you. This is their new Zip Core wedge, and you would be absolutely amazed by the amount of technology that is in something that is, while beautiful, seemingly so simple in terms of its design. It's not in terms of what's actually under the hood. What they did with this wedge, this zip Core, is they used a lighter density material in the center core of the face that allowed them to move the weight to the perimeter of this face. So in essence, you have a club that while it has a traditional wedge look to it, as I almost smashed my coffee mug, it has perimeter weighting here. Now what that does is it allows for what's called higher MOI. MOI stands for moment of inertia. It basically is how much the club oscillates at the time that it smashes into the ball, and particularly... If the ball hits, say, high on the toe or even low on the heel, those are the two common misses for for amateurs. But wherever it hits, you're going to have better stabilization because of the way that this weight is in this club. When you can manipulate that center of gravity that way, you can ensure that it is precisely where you want it to be, meaning where you're going to be making contact with the ball in the face. And then... The way that the grooves are cut into this face, we talked about it yesterday, the fact that grooves are like a gutter system for a wedge and they're made to carry away debris, namely water, especially when it gets squished between a golf ball and the blades of a plant. And that so it'll still give you some bite, but these wedges have grooves inside of grooves and all of that are the teeth of a club. So it's going to grab that golf ball uh, hard. Now you can pick up this wedge, either on your own or take a chance at us giving you this one. This one is 56 degrees. It has 10 degrees of bounce on it. Very uh, adaptable wedge because of the way that the tooling is done on this one, the way that the sole, you can see it right here, uh, is shaved. I love the way they did that. Really, really beautiful uh, work of art here as well from Cleveland. But one of you can have it. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, Fairways of Life. Follow Fairways of Life on Facebook and YouTube, and we're going to pick someone from those lists to win this wedge, and we're doing it because it's a great week to promote Fairways of Life and the fact that we're beta testing the television side of what we're doing. It is going crazy, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for that, And, and continue to spread the word, please, one and all, because we're really, really happy with the way everything is going, both on the audio side, which was already doing great, but now the TV side is exceeding our expectations. It's it's funny when you don't know what to expect uh, and how you kind of guard yourself one way or another uh, as to what's going to happen and then you, to be very pleased with the way everything's working, particularly the technology, but mostly the way that you guys are embracing another medium for the Fairways of Life show. really, really thankful for all of that. Pa- again, part of the reason why we're giving away this equipment and we've given away drivers so far. We've given away full sets of clubs and we're not done. We're going to continue to do it. Uh, Speaking of equipment, uh, Bridgestone Golf put out a press release this morning that Tiger Woods has re-signed with the company. Uh, Tiger Woods is playing one of the Tour B golf balls. If you go on to bridgestonegolf.com, you can see all the news. You can see what golf ball Tiger's playing. You can see what golf ball Lexi and Bryson DeChambeau are playing and uh, Matt Kuchar and more. And you can also find out what golf ball is best for you. You can get all of that information on BridgestoneGolf.com, which includes the information on that golf ball uh, of Tigers playing in the Tour B family. The Tour B has that revolutionary reactive urethane cover now, and it's something that Bridgestone boldly claimed when they came out with it, that they've reinvented the Tour ball. You can be the judge, and you can pick up one yourself just by checking it all out at BridgestoneGolf.com. Tiger Woods Has decided to stay. He can go any place he wants, obviously, and he's decided to stay with Bridgestone Golf. I think a pretty significant uh, endorsement. There's little doubt about that. All right. So as I mentioned to you, Dom had put together this chart, this statistical chart that is nothing short of fascinating. And I'm going to kind of cruise my way through it. If you're watching us on the television side, and for those of you that might be, uh, you know, on a train or or traveling, and you're looking at it on on your phone. And you're like, what? I can't hardly see it. That's because there's so much information there. Now, as as a starting point and caveat, Dominic, when you sent this to me this morning, you said, well, here's some things that we need to keep in mind as we're going through this list. Why don't you run through with us those points as kind of a lead in to me talking about specific stats within?
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, Andrew, why don't you put that back on the screen so folks can see. Uh, the chart if they want to follow along but basically it, it gives you it gives you the opportunity to lean on certain categories recent form there's various levels of statistics experience at the masters world ranking um, their odds or any combination of those things so I just wanted to go over five or six points like Matt mentioned that I sent to him that I felt were interesting uh, when you look at this chart so, I have a category for the top 10 players in the world. And I think, surprisingly, in that category, Webb Simpson and Justin Thomas stand out when you look at all the stats that, are, that you can see there on the screen. Also, it stands out Bryson DeChambeau's stats, not that impressive. I'll go through a little bit. I think they'd be a lot to. more impressive considering how much we talked to him about. Um, there's also, I don't know about you, Matt, but it didn't occur to me until I was putting this together that there's not one player in the top 10 of the world right now who has a Masters championship. No one in the top ten in the world has won the Masters, which is interesting, I think, at least. Uh, the best statistical putter out of every name you see on that list is Patrick Reed. This is his seventh Masters, and obviously he's a past champion. We just heard Ron Syrak talk about how putting is always seems to be so important. That's interesting. Um, I also want to ask you, Matt, and anybody else watching, and you asked um, Ron this as well, who do you think benefits the most with or without fans? And when you're looking at this chart and going over it, what on there matters for something like that and what doesn't? Um, I actually think if you look at the the chart, Lee Westwood stands out a little bit. Uh, he's been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his 19th Masters. I mean, he has a runner-up just in the last four or five years. So without fans, eh. I could see there being a little less pressure on him than there normally is in a major because he's never won a major. Uh, Brooks, Kepka, statistically, and he's not feeling very good. He's kind of injured. Like After I I put this together, I was like, you know what? I'm not so sure Brooks is the guy this year.
2: All right, what about Uh, Bubba? Bubba
3: Watson has been playing really well. Um, He has – if he can straighten out his putting, if you look at the chart, you'll see his putting statistics are – Subpar, let's say, to be nice. <laughs> so hopefully he can—he seems to be mentally in a good place. I mean, he he recently slayed some, like, I guess you would call them anxiety demons. There's been yeah. some stories I'm sure you've seen about Bubba recently. And um, if he can figure all that out and his headspace is right, Augusta's a place for Bubba always. And Will then we... ju- I just want to say one more thing, Matt. Last yeah. thing. <laughs> Out of everyone on this list, I have categories on this, if you're looking at it, different little categories broken down. The person that surprised me the most on this list, that I was the most, like, unexpected, I was like, whoa, I, am, I didn't expect this, was Louis Oosthuizen. He is rock solid in almost every statistical category. He's got a ton of master's experience. His form is solid, not amazing, but solid. I feel like Louis Oosthuizen is a really good pick right now. And his odds are terrible. They're like 52-something to one. He is a good bet, man, a good bet.
2: All right, so thanks, Dominic. We're going to go through this, uh, these odds here. I still today want to uh, bring you up to speed on where you can get your coverage of the Masters, etc. But uh, before we do that, I do want to look at the odds. And this is from GolfOddsTracker.com. So as a starting point, understand where the global odds are, for top players and then we're gonna get into the details of whether those odds are backed by actual performance in critical categories and see if somewhere in there there is a pearl. So here you can see the the master's odds right now. Again, this is from golfodstracker.com and the reason why the odds are pulled out through decimal points in multiple categories is because of the fact that at Golf Odds Tracker they bring in dozens of global data points. So it's not just one house that can frankly manipulate the odds if they want to up or down to cover their their front and back. Uh, these are on a global basis. Bryson DeChambeau is the odds are favorite right now. I'm gonna to, going to say eight to one. Dustin Johnson would I would round up to nine to one is next. John Rahm is ten to one. Rory McElroy is eleven point seven two to one. Justin Thomas is eleven point eight nine to one. Xander Shoffley is next at 13.78 to one. Brooks Kepka, 15.32 to one, which is interesting. Patrick Cantillay at 22.58 to one. So Patrick Cantillay's odds are getting tighter as we get closer to the start of tournament proper. Terrell Hatton, 25.84 to one. Bubba, 26.53 to one. There's Patrick Reed, 26.68 to one. Hideki Matsuyama, 26.95 to 1. Some notables. Uh, Jason Day, who's been showing some really good form, and he's had multiple really good finishes at the Masters, is 34.37 to 1 as of this morning. Tiger Woods, uh, this may not sound like uh, low odds for Tiger, but, but given his form... He, Tiger is Tiger, and people, one, bet with their heart, and two, they, they know that Tiger's capable of doing magical things at Augusta. 36.03 to one. Would you take that? Matthew Wolf is 37.02. Remember, this is his first one. Tommy Fleetwood is 43.05 to one. That might be worth a look. Jordan Spieth is 53.16 to one. Jordan Spieth seems to defy form when he gets to Augusta National, but is his current state too much even for that. Justin Rose is 56.37 to one. Now, I will tell you that has tightened up quite a bit because yesterday, Justin Rose in a lot of different places was 70 to one. Uh, Sergio Garcia, you've probably heard, uh, he was coming in with odds of 60.89 to when He's out because uh, he was diagnosed with uh, the the COVID virus. Uh, Phil Mickelson, 80.53 to one. All right, And again, you can find those at GolfOddsTracker.com if you want to peruse the list in more detail for someone in particular that you are looking for. When we come back, we're going to look through these stats and we're going to see if the numbers can tell us something about players that we should be looking at either twice or players that we are presuming to be amongst the favorites at Augusta National that really maybe they shouldn't be. I'll let you guys be the judge of all of that and more. I'm sure that you will judge French Lick as one of the best resorts you've ever been to because it has so much of what everyone is looking for. It has that classic element. It has culture that is there. It has history that is there in these historic hotels. This is, You can feel it everywhere you go around the grounds. And then it has two world-class golf courses by two Hall of Famers and Pete Dye and Donald Ross. Both of these courses have hosted... Major championships. Go to Frenchlick.com and you can get the details on how and why this place is so special, and how and why you can get there with your family or with your friends. And Ireland.com is the site that I've been recommending to you guys basically forever, even before I was a, an ambassador for tourism Ireland. Uh, I, I love the fact that at Ireland.com—you can take it down whatever path you want to. Maybe. Your going to Ireland is about finding your own family roots, something of your own heritage to understand your family's path that led to where you are right now. Or maybe it's playing the greatest links golf courses in the world, this land that is unprotected from the ravages of the Atlantic Ocean and has unbelievably etched and carved and tore the landscape such as it is that these Links golf courses occupy that is absolutely stunning and breathtaking. You can see it all at Ireland.com. When we come back, what you're going to see is this stat package that either I suspect will affirm or cause you to disbelieve some of the things that you're looking at. But facts are facts and stats are stats. Let's talk about them after this.
3: Come to where history meets luxury at the family friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
2: Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game-improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement, featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, Offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521 competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to TourEdge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, experience. Log on to BoeingGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour Rain Jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at FootJoy.com/medp. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more guaranteed advanced tee times incredible accommodations airport meet and greet services private guided tours and private drivers all in luxury vehicles and they have a staff that's been doing it forever thegolftravelgroup.com when ben hogan founded his company in 1953 his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world that remains our mission today We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micro-manufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. And we are glad that you're joining us for Tuesday of Masters Week. So you, you probably heard in that commercial block where I was talking about TourEdge and their new hot launch series that they have the E for extreme game improvement and the C for competitive spec but still packed with game improvement technologies. You can see the stuff now because TourEdge has started releasing those videos that we were telling you guys that we've been working on for the last couple of months and they're, they're really deep dives into the technology of both the E and the C so that if you're interested in whatever part of your game, you're, you're looking to add something, fairway metals, or, or, or driver or hybrid or the irons or whatever it is, you can find the, the attributes to the technology and decide what's better for you. For example, you know, for a lot of people that struggle with slicing the golf ball, it's the bane of their golfing existence well, then you may want to take a look at the E-Series because the head is offset. So it gives it just a fraction of a second more to square up and impact. There, there is real technology that can help you. I know some people see technology as black magic, but it's real, and it can help you enjoy the, the game more and play a little bit better. You can see it at touredge.com. Okay, so Dom, let's jump into this stat sheet that you put together because it's really fascinating. So what Dom did was he took players in the top 10 in the world... Uh, players that he's calling in form, but just knocking on the door outside the top 10, Uh, unexpected players. Now, these aren't necessarily dark horse players when you hear names, you know, like Bubba Watson, but... It's worth taking a look at because they have other attributes that are being noted here, namely a driving distance as one of them. And then notables, uh, which includes uh, Woods and, and Mickelson and Jordan Spieth and even Jason Day and Brooks Kepka. So you can see that every name that's on this list is capable of winning this week at the Masters. So from there, uh, in categories, and I'm telling you, this is fantastic. And Dom, what we should do is, is get a screen capture of this chart. We'll send it out definitely through social media, and if you send it out, I'll retweet it or send it to me and I'll tweet it, whatever way you want to do it so that people can actually look at this data because it is fascinating. You've got the official World Golf rankings of these respective players in these categories that I just went through with you, right? You've got what they've done in the last 10 events because I am of the opinion that form matters by and large, not always, but form matters coming into Uh, the Masters, the majority of the time. And then what they've done at the Masters, how many and how many top 10 finishes that they've had and their best finish, total driving, which I think is a critical stat, but it's interesting how in 2020, the disparity between hitting fairways and having distance is becoming more of a gap with the Virtue being more on the side of just raw brawn, distance over accuracy. Everyone talks about putting at Augusta National and how important it is. Okay, where are these players in their respective categories in strokes gain putting? Uh, You're going to miss greens at Augusta National. It's going to happen. Scrambling, how important is it and where is it relative to that? And then strokes gain approach because... The approach to the Greens at Augusta National, as you guys well know, it is more important to put the ball in certain spots than maybe anywhere else in the world. So let's jump into this thing first of all. A uh, Dustin Johnson, you know what, I'm going to go with, with uh, Bryson DeChambeau because while Bryson DeChambeau is not the number one ranked player in the world with Dustin Johnson where I was going to start, I do want to start with him because he's the number one ranked odds for the Masters at 8.01 to 1. His official world golf ranking is 6th. In his last 10 events, five top 10s and two wins including the US Open. All right, so in terms of form coming in, he's got it. He's played in three Masters, zero top 10s and his best finish tied for 21st in 2016. Let's see. Driving accuracy. Here we go, Dom. In distance, he's ranked 61st, which is shocking because obviously that's, that's based over an extended period and in accuracy. Wow. Oh no. He's 61st in total, in total driving. He's number one in distance. Now that makes sense. And he's 203rd in accuracy. That that disparage, Dom, you heard me talking about it when I was looking at your chart. But when you were putting together these stats, did it surprise you how many of these top 10 players aren't in the top 100? Some of them aren't even in the top 200 in terms of accuracy?
3: It surprised me quite a bit, to be honest. Um, because all this discussion about distance and not a ton of discussion about accuracy, but when you... Listen to folks talk, and you're watching coverage. You don't, you don't really think that the the top distance getters are that far off from hitting the fairway, that bad with their accuracy, and that that chart that I put together that I didn't recognize until I was you know typing away. There is quite a quite a disparity. There's All a right, lot so let me, let me go through th- just in that top ten, but the whole list.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to go through some of these with you so that it it un- underscores what Dom's talking about. World number one Dustin Johnson. He's third in overall distance, 176 in accuracy. All right, the best combination in terms of accuracy and distance is probably John Rahm, right? So you have John Rahm, who second in the world. He's 18th in distance and 71st in accuracy. Uh, Rory McElroy is is pretty impressive in that he's fifth in distance, but he's 94th in accuracy, and in in Rory's case, I bet that's actually a little bit better than what you were expecting. I told you, Bryson is first in distance, 203rd in accuracy. Normally, any tour player that's ranked outside of the top 150, you're like, well, that's way below average. What about when it's outside top 200? Does it matter, right, if it's bomb and gouge? Uh, This surprised me, this one. Xander Shoffley is 75th in distance, which is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. It's good. 222nd in accuracy. Of the top 10 players in the world, and he's eighth, that's the worst in terms of the accuracy element of the same. Patrick Cantlay, who is being highly touted coming in, 92nd in distance, which again is okay, 134th in accuracy, which really isn't fantastic. And again, the form, It's another part that I found fascinating, in terms of overall form coming in, of the top 10, right, Dustin Johnson seemingly has the best with seven top 10 finishes in his last 10, including two victories, but it is so close. John Rahm, five top 10s, two wins. Justin Thomas, five top 10s, one win. Colin Morikawa, two top 10s, but he won the PGA Championship. Rory McIlroy, two top 10s. We know that he was struggling coming back. Bryson DeChambeau, as I mentioned, five top 10s, two wins, one of them being the U.S. Open. Webb Simpson, last 10 events, he's had four top 10s. Xander Shoffley, last 10 events, five top 10s and a win at the Tour Championship. Terrell Hatton, four top 10s and one win. The BMW PGA. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, three top 10s and one win. All right, so far. And then from outside that list, Adam was talking about Louis Tazen. Rate 19th in the world, Again, last top tens, he has two top tens, which first of all, that's good, but it's just we were comparing it to the top ten players in the world who were all you know red hot, but Louis tasing. he's played in eleven masters. he was second in twenty twelve Remember the playoff total driving he's fifty eighth he's sixtieth in distance. I bet that's longer than you than you think Louis he's got that beautiful swing he's not a big guy, but he's sixtieth in the world. Uh, when you talk about the, the top tier in the world, if you please, in terms of driving distance, 141st in accuracy, which again is just inside of the OK line. But strokes gain putting, he's 31st, 63rd in scrambling, 87th in strokes gain approach. I want to go back up to John Rahm for a second because I was talking about John Rahm in, in terms of being third in total driving. Strokes gain putting, 147th. Scrambling, 154th. Strokes gain approach, he is 43rd. I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, but it's a fascinating way to take a look at uh, this Masters. What's up, Don?
3: No, I was just going to throw another quick note in there about Louis. I know I said top tens in the last ten events, essentially, because I didn't want to get too wordy and statty. But in terms of form, he has five top 25s just in his last seven events and included in that chunk is a third place finish at the u.s open so i would say louis is on form
2: yeah i i I would say he was on form too what i was trying to illustrate is that when you compare him to the first group of players that i mentioned their form is so exceptional that that was that's the reason why why someone would look at (laughs) i beg your pardon (laughs)
3: I said, that's why they're the top 10 of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's, it's, it, this, this, these stats are, are fascinating. I guess when it's all said and done, because we're not going to have time to go through all of it, but when it's all said and done, who does it tell you? Like, you know, and I was running through uh, Xander Schauffele, et cetera, and, and his wins and Dustin Johnson, who did win the, the tour championship, but Xander Schauffele with a win in five top 10s to make sure I, present that to you correctly uh who would you say statistically would be the top one two or three uh quickly that we would would say based on the stats based on the body of work right now to keep an eye on
3: i think it depends because you just said you put a lot of stock in the last 10 events the form if you will i mean you had um ron syrak just tell us that strokes gain putting is is so important yeah. Last night on live from, Noda Begay was saying scrambling is the number, and we just had Stuart Appleby on on Monday tell us all that matters is experience. If you've played Augusta ten times, you know what's up. So you've got all these categories, and each each per every person seemingly puts a lot of stock in one category versus another. But for me, I think I'm going to say two names: Justin Thomas. Yeah. Would be like my. My number one right now, I think. JT is 33rd in at. strokes
2: gain putting. He's 79th in scrambling. He's 45th in strokes gain approach and 48th in total driving. That's very solid.
3: And then I think I I, I a dark horse is a bad term. I don't like that term. But the more I, I delved into the stats, the more I feel like Louis Oostazen is going to have a really good week. So those All right, Louis Oostazen, let's see.
2: List. I talked about the fact that he's 58th in total driving. Uh, he's 31st in strokes game putting, 63rd in scrambling, and 87th in, in strokes game approach. Not a bad combo. And then it is what There's is no interesting. No massive
3: fault. Everyone's Part, got a big
2: number except him. Well, I mean, it's funny when you when you talk about the difference. What's most important, right? Patrick Reed has won at Augusta National. He's won the Masters, and he's he has four top tens in his last ten events, which is which is he's been playing really well. He has. Uh, Not only the victory at Augusta National, he's played in six Masters. So now we're talking about the experience side. But then you go into these different stats for Patrick Reed. Total driving. He's ranked 272nd. His distance, 218th. His accuracy, 245th. So normally when you would look at that combination of numbers I just gave you, you are both short and crooked. How are you going to contend? Well, the great equalizer. He's 17th in strokes gain putting right now. Scrambling? Not so much. He's back up to 210th. Strokes gain approach? He's hitting his irons very well, wherever the ball is. He's 22nd in that category. So you have these strange anomalies. For example, were we're talking about Bubba Watson, total driving, he's 24th. Right? He's 30th in distance, he's 128th in terms of accuracy. He's 9th in strokes gain approach, so he's obviously curling in those ping irons the way he wants to. But then you look at him in two other categories and you're like, eh, scrambling? Even though I know he famously won his first Masters by, by hooking it around a tree and it looked fantastic, he's 131st in scrambling. Not that that shot necessarily would be in the scrambling category, but it was a scramble nonetheless. In in truth, strokes gained putting, he's two hundred thirtieth, and I I do believe that I've always believed that putting is somehow a window into the soul. So if he's more at peace with himself, then perhaps he's able to channel a little bit better. Obviously I know it's a lot to digest,
3: points. Matt. But what stands out? Who's the player that you look at and go? I didn't think about that.
2: Uh, well, I mean, that's the other end of the spectrum. The the I have felt for a long time that, that John Rahm is going to do really well at this Masters. I felt that Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and I won't lie to you, back, back in, in Ireland, uh, I've, I've put down a, a few quid on, on some of these players that I'm mentioning to you. I, I haven't felt that Bryson DeChambeau going to bring Augusta to its knees the way he did Wingfoot. I don't know why I have that feeling with, with Bryson. I just do. Uh I think that there's there's more of a of a riddle to be solved than just uh brawn. Uh maybe maybe Bryson will prove us wrong or prove me wrong on that. Uh but uh, Justin Thomas in terms of the overall picture right now looks like and again statistically, but you asked me what's standing out based on these numbers, kind of a money ball look at what we're looking at here. And yeah, uh he's he's definitely one. The one that probably shocked me the most in terms of quality, overall quality that no one is talking about is Cameron Smith. And Cameron Smith's odds right now are 72.32 to 1. He's had one top 10 in terms of recent form. He's played, though, in three masters, and he was tied for fifth in 2018. Total driving is 145th, both in distance, 134 in accuracy, which it's amazing to think when you're talking about these top players, you got somebody inside of 134, which, again, I would put in a category of being okay. Anywhere from like 75 to 150 to me is okay in, in terms of the best in the world. But he's solidly there. Strokes gain putting? Quietly, secretly. Cameron Smith is 20th. Scrambling? Eh. Okay, 117th. Strokes gain approach, 79th. Just inside of the OK, almost to a good category. So there's some really interesting stuff on here. Uh, Domin well, and, and I, I Jordan think, Spieth
3: stuff at the bottom is yeah. scary. You don't think... You, I mean, it's really ugly down there in that notable category. <laughs> well, here's
2: here's Jordan Spieth's notable category. Because other... You know, I might as well talk about Tiger. You know what? I'll, I'll do a break first and come back. And we'll talk about Tiger, Phil jordan even jason day and brooks Kepka, the latter two names i think could have a, a great week uh, we may be surprised with what they're capable of more of the fairways of life show after these words
1: if you listen to the wind you can hear it that's ireland calling you home home to the greatest links golf courses in the world defined by soaring dunes undulating fairways venerable bunkers and whimsical green complexes from royal port Rush in northern ireland site to the 2019 Open Championship to Ballyliffen, Lahinch, Hinch and Ballybunyan numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life Get started at Ireland.com
2: Footjoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket, for say Golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and plain through any weather. Also, joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all new Hydro Tour rain jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash MEDP. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show Worldwide. Matt Adams here with you. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and on YouTube, and you'll be in the running for this Cleveland Zip Core wedge. We thank uh, Cleveland for their support, too, in giving you uh, this new wedge. A lot of people don't realize that wedges, if you play, you know, an average to above-average amount of golf, say anywhere from 20-plus rounds or more, and the amount of time that you're using a wedge in a given round of golf, those grooves will wear out. So you're talking about at least on an annual basis, you might think about replacing one of the wedges at least in your arsenal. If you look at someone like Adam Scott, he gets, well, it's Adam Scott, I realize, but he's getting a new set of wedges every week. Now, granted, he's not going out and pay for those wedges, so I respect that and I understand that as well. But you may get one for free just like Adam Scott. In this case, it could be a Cleveland Zipcore wedge packed with all of that technology. And all you have to do to do it is make sure that you follow us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube. Look for fair ways of life. And before we wrap up here this morning, I do want to go through round one coverage with you at the Masters and where you can get it. Before though, uh, we want to conclude this conversation with these stats. And we haven't gone through even the tip of the iceberg with all of this information that Dom has put together. Let's start, uh, Dom, talking about Tiger Woods. His odds are, uh, as of this printing, 36.03 to 1, and that's using Golf Odd Tracker as the source. And Golf Odd's tracker uses dozens of touch points around the world. So I think it's the purest odds that you can get any place. His official world golf ranking is 33rd. In his last 10 events, this is a a deceptive thing. It's three top 10s and a win. Yeah, but that goes back a ways because, remember, Tiger hasn't played. Uh, uh, hardly at all. In terms of Masters that he's played, it's crazy. 22 times he's had 14 top 10s and he's won it five times. Right? In terms of total driving, he's 175th. Distance, he's 165th. You know, Tiger's getting long in the tooth. Accuracy is 145th. Not terribly impressive in either one of them. Strokes gained putting, 178th. Scrambling, 276th. Tiger Woods. Strokes gained approach, 229th for Tiger. Phil Mickelson, his odds, 80.53 to 1 from Golf Odds Tracker. His ranking, world ranking, 64th. His top 10, now this this includes what he's done on the Champions Tour, so it's, it's, it can be a little bit deceptive. He has three top 10s, two wins, those two wins coming on the Champions Tour. Obviously, he hasn't had much success on the PGA Tour of late. In terms of Masters played, five more than Tiger. He's played in twenty seven. Of those 27, he's had 15 top 10s. Three times he's won in Augusta. Total driving, he's 199th. Distance, he's hitting the bombs, like he said. 50-plus years old, he's 56th in distance. Accuracy, 280th. Is it, it's the worst of the chart, Dom just said, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Strokes gain, He's putting. an accurate player out of, I don't even know how many players that is, a lot. <laughs> uh, these
2: three categories aren't too impressive either. Strokes gain putting, 192nd. Scrambling, 220th. Strokes gain approach, 192nd, Phil Mickelson. All right, Jordan Spieth, the mystery and the enigma that is Jordan. His odds, 53.16 to 1. He's ranked 80th in the world currently. Last 10 events, he has zero top 10s. But at the Masters, he's competed six times. He has four top tens, and he won it in 15. Total driving, which, again, is the combo of distance and accuracy. Distance, he's ranked 152nd. Okay. Accuracy, he's 257th. Strokes gained putting, which, again, everyone talks about Jordan Spieth as a great putter. I was never in that camp. I've always said that Jordan Spieth is one of the great clutch putters in the game of golf. But if you looked at his stats, his stats were never great in terms of his overall putting performance. He was great from outside of 25 feet, but how many do you make in those? He made more than anybody else, but you don't make that many even when you're number one in that category. But in terms of clutch putting, that's a different category. That, I think if it, his, historically, if you looked at clutch putting, you're going to have all the top players through, through the course of time. Uh, Walter Hagen, Gene Sarazen. Uh, Bobby Jones, definitely. Uh, uh, Byron Nelson, uh, when when he was on form, uh, Sam Snead, clearly. Uh, Gary Player, uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, w- w- when you look at some of the greats of, of the 1960s, Billy Casper uh, and moving forward. Jack Nicholas could be the number one on the list of all time. Uh, Tom Watson who was a very aggressive putter back in his day. Right, so so I actually think, and and I remember, Dom, if 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 uh, one of one of us reached out to Mark Brody and asked if that's a stat that they're working on, and we got back, who told us that? To them somebody said, yeah, they were they were working on a clutch putting stat or yeah, something. Mark Brody. to that. He is, okay.
3: and he is like the stats guru for those of you who are familiar. Well, he's he's a strokes um, gain guy. Is, that, he basically but, he basically created strokes gained. He is working. I was told he is working on that stat, the clutch okay. putting stat. That you I would
2: love to see that because uh, but I we think they don't
3: have that yet. So. And
2: and the reason why you know I've been clamoring for that is because I think there's a disconnect with even when you watch coverage or listen to coverage and you'll hear these these announcers wax about all oh, the putting of Jordan Spieth and when he was on form, no one was even close. That's not the case. But he was the best clutch putter during that time, uh, and I think. To, to represent that Jordan Spieth was the best putter in the world during that stretch is lazy. It's it's not actually doing the research to validate the position. If you're talking about making putts when you have to make them, don't argue with that. It, it was incredible. But there's a difference between the two. The scrambling, again, it's not impressive. Jordan Spieth right now is 177th. So not only is he missing greens, but he's 177th in getting the ball up and in. Strokes gain approached. Remember, he was leading the tour amongst the leaders always for years in terms of hitting shots into the greens. He's 227th in that right now. So so all indications are for Jordan Spieth is that he is adrift in every major statistical category. Now, Jason Day, I have a funny feeling about Jason Day at this Masters. Last 10, he's had four top 10s. He's been in nine masters, which may surprise you. It might be more than, than what you thought. He's had four top tens in those nine. He was second in 2011. Total driving, he's good. He's 70th, 59th in distance, and 151st in accuracy. By comparison, that's a very solid position. Strokes gained putting. And this is where it's kind of flowed and ebbed for, for Jason Day because Jason Day has been. Number one, actually number one in strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour. He's 102nd right now. He's 109th in scrambling, 144th in approach. So, and if you look at it, it, I'm not surprised by those categories, but if you look at Jason Day in terms of his performances throughout this year, it's been peaks and valleys because he goes through a four or five event stretch where he has all top 10s. He finished tied for fourth at the PGA Championship. And then he'll go through a same a similar stretch, which may be related to injuries or what have you. And he'll have two missed cuts and a withdrawal, and his best finish will be 35th. So that's going to affect his, his overall uh, rankings that, that I was just referencing there. So I think for Jason Day, it's not a question of a form that he's coming into out of a bad form. It's a question of what form shows up because he has it, he loses it, he has it, and he loses it. All right, Brooks Kepka says he's he's feeling good. Remember, he's got the cortisone, all the rest. In the last 10, he's had three top 10s, okay. At the Masters, he's played four times, and he has one top 10, but that top 10 was a tie for second to Tiger in 2019. Total driving, he's 143rd. He's 33rd in distance, good. He's 245th in accuracy, not good. Putting, though, 42nd, strokes game, putting. Scrambling, 120th, eh. It's okay. Strokes gain approach, he's 91st. Not bad. Absolutely fascinating. And we will find a way that we can put this up on social media so that you guys can peruse it and comment uh, accordingly. Dom, well done on this thing.
3: Oh, thanks. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed my hard work. Um, yep. I wanted to mention one name that I'm not really sure we've spoken about for more than eight seconds that, I again, stands out just a little bit Webb Simpson, 21st total driving, 32nd putting, 12th scrambling. I mean, he's played in eight Masters. He has four top tens. I mean, I know that no one thinks of him as a long hitter, but I'm not sure that the world is dead set on you have to be a long hitter to win this week. So why not Webb Simpson?
2: We'll see. Why not Webb Simpson, too? All right, so let's take a look at where you can get your coverage of this Masters coming up. Now, we base this on the first round of the Masters. And when you're looking at this, you can be virtually guaranteed that it's going to be identical or very similar in the second round on Friday. But we needed to start someplace because there's a lot to it. And that's why we wanted to make sure that you guys are aware because I I know for a lot of people, particularly people that are working, they want to know how and when and where they can get their coverage of the Masters. They want to know when it comes on. ESPN. They may want to know when our coverage of you know live from the Masters is on Golf Channel, etc. So it will be as follows: coverage of round number one from 7 a.m. will be the start of Sports Center at the Masters at 7 a.m. These times are all Eastern Morning Drive on Golf Channel. These are all Thursday at 7:30 a.m. Amen Corner Featured Coverage. And Amen Corner Featured Coverage is streaming coverage on ESPN Plus, on the Masters app, and on Masters.com. Okay? 7.45, same thing. Featured group coverage kicks off. And we'll and tomorrow's show, we'll get more into that. 7.55 a.m., they're showing the 4th and the 5th featured holes. At 8 a.m., live from the Masters on Golf Channel. Remember, after morning drive. At 8.15 a.m., coverage of holes 15 and 16 comes on, right? At 1 p.m., the coverage on ESPN kicks off. 1 p.m. on Thursday, okay? Also at 1 p.m. is when Westwood One's syndicated radio coverage of the Masters comes on the air. And then at 5.30 p.m., back with live from the Masters, okay? So that's a look at everything that is going on. Busy show today. I know we threw a lot at you, but I thought it was fascinating stuff to take a look at, at least at this point of this week, this Masters week, which is a path that we will look forward to continuing with you. Now, one of the voices on the radio side that I was just talking about will be our friend Mark Carnivale, who is in Augusta and at Augusta National. Mark is going to be joining us. Carney will be joining us tomorrow on the program to give us his insights into everything that's happening uh, this week. And by the time he joins us tomorrow, uh, the situation may be changing, at least relative to the weather. Perhaps those storms will have rolled in, uh, or perhaps that will have modified somewhat. I know the storm that they were expecting to bring a lot of rain to Augusta National has moved more to the west. Uh, it's in the Gulf right now, but it's moving more to the west. So will be curious to see how the weather fronts, uh, once it gets into uh, that, that block of states, whether it does move it dead to the east and will take it directly over Augusta National. We shall see. We'll have more information on that tomorrow and as we continue through our march of the Masters Week. I hope your March to life is a good one. I hope it is a safe one, and we look forward to your company again tomorrow. Goodbye for now.